Brown. Hey, it's Cartier. Listen, I go on social media for three reasons. To see what A-listers like myself are doing to remain on trend. Turns out it's always my hat. Another reason is to insult you baggers. The third is to see your meme war with Grutcher combo. It's very funny. I enjoy it a lot. You guys are on brand. Now, those Bev heads have asked you to do a segment focusing on Bev's motherhood traits. Take this seriously. They are good people. No sub-rosa jokes, right? If this goes well, who knows what's next? I'd say I'd fly over to you in my private jet, but my pilot doesn't like when I play your pot over the speakers. Not even a little bit. He doesn't even like your library joke, which I don't actually understand. Uh, I don't know what he's talking about when he says that. Anyway, thanks for doing this for me. Stop calling my private number, by the way, and stop giving it to other jam eaters. Okay, bye. Unplanned Trick. Hi guys, and welcome to my section of Crusher Convo. I'm Isaac, I'm from Unplanned Trek. And I've been asked this week to help out the guys from Crusher Convo with a segment about motherhood and Beverly Crusher. So I've taken some notes and I'm gonna go through it with you today. And I hope, hope you enjoy this segment. So the first thing I've been asked to do is to think of the top five episodes where Beverly demonstrates her, her motherhood and, and the best traits or characteristics that she shows there. And the first one that I thought of immediately was Justice. Now, can you remember that one where it's in season one, um, of course, the prime directive is important and all, but when you break the law and you go into a garden and tread on a flower and get the death penalty, we kind of try to find a loophole around that. We don't just allow that to happen. And um, Wesley did that. He tested He tested us, didn't he? He uh, tested to see if, the, if he was, you know, if the needs of the one were greater than the needs of the few. And, you know, it would have been good for the Federation to just let him die. It might have been good for the story, too, to, let, to show early on that anyone was at risk. But, uh, no, we, we went the right way about it there. And Beverly was kind of in, um, a big part of that, too, wasn't she? she um, a lot of the times within the story, she was kind of saying to Jean-Luc, well, we're not going to let him die, are we? And, um, you know, Jean-Luc, of course, was grumpy because he didn't like children, especially back then. But he was, you know, he was he was good about it. But she was she was obviously more morally upright about it, and I think than than John Luke at that stage, and obviously showed demonstrated in that 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 being a mum was much more important than than being a staff lead officer. The other one that that came to mind as well was the first duty. Now that's the episode where. Um, Tom Paris, I mean Locarno and gang, uh, including Wesley, do a, um, a manoeuvre in Starfleet Academy that they shouldn't have done and got in trouble and they lied about it the whole time. And Beverly was always on Wesley's side. When she thought that he was innocent, she was on his side. And when she thought he was guilty, she continued to be on his side and was just a guiding voice. At this stage, Wesley's a bit older too and she would kind of let him be his own man, you know, um, but still was there to be a, vo a voice of love and respect. And I, I think she did that really well too. Again, she could have played, you know, the 
I'm I'm the doctor card. I'm a I'm a commander, or I'm a I'm a at least an authority within Starfleet, real respected one. But no, this is Wesley's fight, and let him do it. Um, and you know she kind of got told John Luke to back off a bit too. That they respected Wesley's wishes a lot here. Picard is a lot better to Wesley here and gave him more credit for having a brain and an experience by now than he did in, in season one. Um, he, he of course gave him a, a lecture or two, but it, it wasn't in a in a place of hey you're a dumb kid. It was you've made a mistake. It's best just to own it. And you know, Lucano ended up having to go to New Zealand and then changing his name because of what he did there. So he got was coming to the coming to him. Uh, the next episode I wanted to talk about was Sub Rosa, but that had nothing to do with motherhood. So I I, I didn't really go any further with that. I just wanted to mention it. Because it really is the dumbest episode. And um, <laughs> it didn't have to happen. It, none of it had to happen. It wasn't science fiction, that's for sure. So we'll, we'll talk about All Good Things instead. Um, in All Good Things, Beverly's... Um, so at this stage, Wesley's become a traveller and left. And she doesn't have a family. She's married Picard. They've split up. That's okay. Um, we won't talk about you-know-who yet. But without having the chains of motherhood or family or, or obligation, she's been able to focus on her career here and become a captain in her own right. So I, I thought that was worth mentioning too, like how much of her career, her life, has she sacrificed to raise Wesley and then, and then Jack. Um, you know, it's quite interesting to consider that because she, she seemed to be quite an effective and... Um, respected captain by the time of all good things i know it's an alternate reality but it's still a, it's still a reality right yeah season four and the guys at crush are kind of going to think i'm having a laugh here but I, i'm actually serious i haven't called this an episode but i've called it season two of next generation where she's not crush is not present in that episode and has chosen again she's chosen well at least narrative speaking her career at this point she's become the head of starfleet medical she doesn't have a goodbye and she doesn't really have a welcome back either. But in season two, she's kind of taken on what Picard says to Jeremy Astor in that episode where Worf kills his mum or whatever, um, that Wesley's going to be all right. He's in a family, he's in a crew on, um, on board the Enterprise and he doesn't need his mum. He can continue to develop and grow without her being there. So she trusted the family of the crew. And I thought that was kind of cool to call out too in, in motherhood as well. And the, the fifth episode is The Next Generation, of uh, which is season one, episode three. No, the other way around. We can edit that. Season three, episode one of Star Trek Picard, where we've seen um, the tenacity that, that comes with her in motherhood now as well, while she's, um, you know... Uh, she's got Jack Crusher, who she's protecting heaps from 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 the world, um, and and all the enemies of of Picard. How she's kept him secret from Picard for all that time, and that's been out. We find out later that's out of necessity more than anything else. So yeah, the, the, the five episodes that came to mind for me, uh, or seasons, or sub Rosa jokes that came to mind with this uh, with this topic. Yeah. My favourite ever Beverly Crusher episode, it's tough, because my favourite episode ever is a heavy Beverly Crusher episode, which is cause and effect. It's my favourite episode ever. I think it's brilliant. But it's not my favourite Beverly Crusher. Like, if I think of Beverly Crusher, I think of Remember Me. And the, the, the best part of it is she never 
she never doubts herself. The thing that she doubts more is that the universe is being peculiar, not her. So um, she, she remains confident in the knowledge that she's right. And sometimes when the universe is playing tricks on you, it's, it's easy to actually think, actually, maybe I'm the problem. But that's not the case. She isn't the problem. She's, she's really cool. So, the, yeah, that, that drive of confidence and tenacity to, to make things right... Um, it's a remember me moment it's, and, and you know she's the star of that episode so remember me by a mile for, as a Bev Crusher episode for me best trait for Beverly Crusher for me is her tenacity and the and the the want and desire to keep investigating she never gives up if she thinks something's wrong well let's look at it she's um, very scientific about things she's got a good methodology and if you think about all the doctors that we've seen in Starfleet she's probably the most personal doctor as in like the one that gets it right the right level of being a human bit or i don't like saying that in stuff like we don't have to be human but that what we what we consider to be human and um versing that that dichotomy of being someone that needs to investigate and help and make things better you see other doctors in in stuff like get it wrong like bones is he's not a nice doctor you don't want to go see him uh, we've got the holographic doctor in Voyager. You don't want to see him either. He's, he's a bit self-obsessed. Bashir, he's just awkward. You know, like they've all got certain flaws on Pulaski. You know, she, she was bones, but just 30 years later. Um, but she's a really awesome doctor. I, I'm probably actually the similar in the in the qualities of Dr. Culber in Discovery, probably. Hmm. I'm happy to take feedback on that. One wish for her story is I wish they'd actually have acknowledged season two. So written her out properly at the end of season one or checked in with her on season two. Like It feels like a missed year. So tell us about what happened in that year. You know, is there anything she learned? Is there any drama that happened in that time? Maybe some love or maybe nothing at all, which is kind of what we're left at at the moment, isn't it? So, yeah, I think we could have a, a, a mini series or a short trek, you know, Beverly, Beverly, Be- we'll edit that bit. Beverly Crusher, the missed, the missed year. Yeah. Um, so a couple of other questions I've been asked is to, um, what is my favourite episode of Investigates? If you haven't listened to Investigates, it is a really awesome pod. Um, Bev, oh Bev, <laughs> Gates, um, interviews some really good Star Trek alumni in there. I've really enjoyed in season two the episodes of Tawny Newsom and Jack Quaid. Like she's obviously a fan of New Trek and her excitement and enthusiasm for new people having success in the in the new Star Trek is um, is really cool to see. So and it was fun to get to know those people as well because I only really know them from Lower Decks. And what role would I like to see Bev Crusher or kept doing it, Gage McFadden play? Um, the first person that came to mind was April O'Neil, but I'm a huge Ninja Turtles fan. I think she could have been a good April O'Neil. I would have liked to seen Mirror Bev um, in an in or Mirror Enterprise, Mirror Next Gen would have been cool too. And I'd like to see Legacy Bev. I'd like to see her come back for more. I'm up for that. Yeah. So I hope you enjoyed that motherhood um, section, guys. I am one half of Unplanned Trek, a podcast from um, Tasmania in Australia. And we do a weekly podcast where we look at a random episode and give out awards based on what happens in that episode rather than just reviewing it. So if you like your Star Trek to be a bit unhinged and a little bit comedic, um, give us a try. 
Thank you very much to the Crusher Convo guys for having us on, we, or having me on. Really appreciate being asked to do this, and, and yeah, um, happy Bev Crusher Day to all. Thank you. Wow, guys, I had no idea that you'd be able to do an episode on... Focusing on Bev Crusher and motherhood. So, well, I just figured you'd fuck it up. Uh, and, and Isaac, your take on... Including Sub Rosa was amazing uh, and Andrew oh my god when you talked about being absent I, uh, it's just like we're riding a money train a money train all the way to the money bank the Hollywood money bank which is where I transact because I'm a Hollywood jagoff I'm very excited about this guys I'm very excited so keep the jokes coming uh, keep the content rolling uh, watch out on your uh, uh, social media for the next unplanned trek challenge from me, Hollywood producer Mark Cartier, producer of the Shuttle Pod Show. Get back to work. <laughs> I knew I bet on the right horse. It's just not what you'd expect. That's an unplanned trek. Unplanned. you for listening to Unplanned Trek. This show is written by Isaac Brown and improvised by Andrew Hogan. Part of the Trek and Trekkers network of podcasts, executively produced by Mark Cartier, Dominic Keating, and Connor Trinity. This is Bruce Horak, and you are listening to Unplanned Trek. You can find links to other episodes and merch at unplannedtrek.com. I'm Olivia Youngers, who plays Ensign Riggs, who is resting until her next duty assignment. Hear me talk about all of that on Unplanned Trek. Follow our socials on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or write to us at hello at unplannedtrek.com. Hello, everyone. I'm Bonnie Gordon from Star Trek Prodigy, and you're listening to Unplanned Trek. Live long and prosper. Wrestling papers, wrestling papers. <laughs>